Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Voice Spark Live. Coming to you live from a very, very shitty Chromebook in rural Washington. I am accompanied by Liam. And I can't believe you actually ben. intro with that. Hey, man. <laughs> if, the Chrome, if the Chromebook sucks, wear it, right? <laughs> so anyway, that guy truly, truly a... I, you know what? I didn't have a trolley. I had a couple mugs, a couple mug root beers and a nice hamburger. It was awesome. So we, we're coming to you live from our uh, new time, 6 p.m. Pacific time, which is pretty much our same time, just different yeah. time zones, 9 p.m. Eastern. Ben is in NYC and Liam is in Chicago. And I just want to say really quick, um, big, big ups to everyone who is tuned down on my channel as well as voice spark. We're uh, simulcasting this over on my YouTube channel. So just a quick hello to everyone that is watching on the Liam on the urban army stream. Awesome. Uh, and again, Liam, we really appreciate you coming over. And if you can, if you're on Liam's channel or our channel, just search voice spark live and hit that subscribe button and ring the bell for notifications. We do uh, five to 10 minute YouTube videos on Amazon Alexa skills that you should be using. And with that said, I'm going to kick it over to Ben. Ben, do you got any news for this week? Um, yes, I do have some news. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys are doing well. Um, actually, I should be updating my where my location is considering I'm in Long Island now and I've been doing the deep dive on uh, some Long Island podcasts. Very random. Home the, anyway, Home of the Long Island Ducks. That's right. They've yeah. been featured quite a bit lately. I don't know what that what that's about. They got a forty five year old guy. He's close to my age. Uh, that is a, a player coach. He's been on the news quite a bit lately. So uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll go check them out for a game. Who knows? You know. Yeah, so, you have to report uh, back and tell us about the duck too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that looks like a cool stadium. Actually, I think it like seats like eight thousand people. It's pretty cool yeah. for minor league baseball. Um, excited to maybe I'll go check that out uh, this week. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, news wise, news wise, what I got here. Uh, I found uh, an interesting article, and this is kind of related to I think what uh, our sponsor for the uh, the month, two months, uh, Lotus is doing. You know, uh, it's uh, a stu uh, studio called Replica Studios. You guys heard of this uh, place, Replica Studios? No. Um, they're going early access with an AI with AI voice actors for their what is this called? Their Unreal meta human creator so i guess they're 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 creating these assistants or they're early access to integrate voice actor services which i'm pretty sure the lotus team is doing i'm really excited for what jim and, and the team are doing i think we have an app coming out pretty soon uh that'll give people access to these uh you know voice actors more or less uh, but uh looks like they're based in uh, brisbane australia and they're, uh, you know they're a startup and they, they have like kind of these uh digital virtual assistants uh, that i guess uh you know companies can leverage and stuff like that I'll, I'll share the link with everyone, um, but it, it's a pretty cool um, like human creator uh, that developers can use uh, real, realistic looking uh, and moving artificial humans. So it's pretty cool what they're doing down there and down under. Um, so that's one article that I found, uh, and I'll, I'll share that with everyone as well. And then the other one uh, was, uh, this is kind of funny because it reminds me of um, some of our other guests that we had on that are creating uh, voice assistants on websites. So uh, in Russia, you can now get a marriage license and you get your passport application through a voice assistant on their state-run uh, website. Um, and really? the uh, assistant is called uh, Max, I believe. Yeah. 
So you just talk and talk right into the website and it uh, looks like they're going to get apply for a marriage license, which is super important. And uh, obviously uh, apply for your passport too. So that's kind of interesting, you know, a, a state run uh, kind of a website uh, is doing that. Uh, SBR, Server Bank Salutes. And I'll share that link with everyone too. So that, those are some two cool uh, news articles that I found today. One was on uh Voicebot.ai, that's a yeah, one everyone I think everyone knows. And then uh, I'll share the other uh, kind of press release uh, with everyone, too. So those were pretty cool things. And, you know, the Ducks, man, the Ducks in Long Island. So, the yeah, Ducks. That's, that's what we got. <laughs> I, had, um, I had a really, really, really cool interaction with a with an IVR system for Domino's. Oh, you were saying, so, yeah. Yeah, so we wanted, to, we wanted to order pizza, and I was like, okay, cool. I hate ordering anything, right? Like... Chinese food, Mexican hamburgers, doesn't matter. I just hate doing it. I'd rather have my wife do it. And I'm sitting there, so I call up, and and I'm like, oh, God, it's going to be an IVR system. And you can hear it, right? Like, they're not letting you talk to somebody. <laughs> they're like, what do you want? What, what would you like? We got some pizzas and some specials. So I get, I get a little bit through the process, and I'm like, okay, it understood that I wanted three pizzas. It understood the toppings. I'm just going to see what happens if I say I want to talk to somebody. So I did. <laughs> bounced out some guy from the actual store answered and was like oh yeah i got your order right here bam 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 does it sound good i'm like yep three pizzas he's like okay cool and then he went off the line again she came back on confirmed that i wanted to pay at the store then placed the order and that was it and i thought it was wild because it was almost like the guy at the store was the safety valve and exactly IVR system was was the actual like person I was ordering from. And it's still a little bit weird. I mean, like I, I, you know, it was still a tiny bit cumbersome as far as like, does she understand that? Like I want extra sauce on that, just that one medium pizza. And, Mm -hmm. and it did. I mean, it was, yeah. Awesome. It was a good truly amazing thing about Domino's. And I don't think people realize this only because it's Domino's. Um, they've been invested in that IVR technology for a very, very long mm. time. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if you ever used like their original, the original app actually had a voice ordering mm-hmm. system that would use natural English processing to handle. Uh, and it was a little cumbersome and a little bit, bulky but it was they were like the first ones to really try that and so i'm not at all surprised that they're i i see i live in chicago so like if you order from domino's or pizza hut you are shunned like it right i mean you guys got like a whole other i don't know that man i I can't get over what you guys call pizza it's still a quiche to me but it's delicious Right. I know our, our pizzas. A lot, I mean, like I was in Jersey and I was in New York and it's, it's definitely, I mean, each place has its own style and without going into a whole like pizza sure. debate. Um, sure, Cause sure. I'm sure people are going to write in and be like, well, I like this one. I like this one. I think they both have their merits. I really do. And I'm, I'm from Chicago sure. where this is, we eat our deep dish, but I think both have really good merits, but yeah. So I don't keep up with what Domino's does. Um, mm-hmm. My girlfriend lives in like the middle of nowhere, and so if you want pizza there, it's Domino's. Like you're right. getting Domino's. That's it. Or right. like maybe the pizza from like Casey's General Store or something. Um, <laughs> that's a like, real place. I drove. Yeah, Casey's my- General Store. It's a um, they're a chain, and they're yep. like kind of like if you took like a Seven Eleven and added like a simple like little uh, restaurant. 
Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, hey. I, I feel like almost like a Wawa in a way, kind of like, I mean, if, I, I don't know if they still have us like um, in New York, but like Wawa, they've got like the yeah. subs and the hoagies and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, back back home, and uh, Nick and I are from Western PA originally. We have uh, the sheets. Sheets. They was and they have all the MTO stuff, right? So you yeah. all made to order. You can like punch in the screen and everything like that. That's right. That's right. Jersey I, has. I, I forget what it is. It starts with a Q. It might Q something. Quiznos. And it's a gas station. No, no, no not no. Quiznos. But it's like it's it's a full featured gas station. But they also have like made to order paninis and like every. It's amazing. Of course, Jersey, I think, is what the one state where they still you you can't pump your own gas. I think they do it for you. No, it's Oregon. Oregon. I thought Jersey, Jersey was like that, that too. Yeah. Jersey's like that. Yep, Jersey's yeah. like that. That's right. You want to hear That's a funny right. story? So I'm driving across. I, I was going to have. A, I have a funny one after sheets. So about sheets after you. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> I'm driving across country. I'm 19 years old. I'm up in Pendleton, Oregon. I get out to pump my own gas. I get the gas nozzle into the car. I start pumping. All of a sudden, some guy comes out of the gas station screaming at me, get back in the car. I, like, I, you would have thought that I was like, like, like doing something illegal. And <laughs> I'm like, he's like, get back in the car now. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, we pop the gas. We pop the gas. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Now, you know, like I can't even like get a drink, right? You know, I'm 19 years old. I just joined the Coast Guard, drove across the country. And that was my experience with Oregon. So yeah, little. You were you trying know, to take jobs away, man. What were you trying to do, man? You were trying yeah, to take man. I was a job killer. He took your job. <laughs> oh man, what was yours? Funny thing about. Oh well, I was I was gonna say. Uh, so this is a long time ago, and I, I owned a little company back in Western PA, and I, I got a little SBA award and stuff like that. But uh, there was there was a. Um, the the I guess the the grand winner that year for SBA Western PA or Atlantic Region or something like that was uh, Stan Sheets the guy one of the founders or I guess the founder's son of uh, of Sheets which if if you're from Western PA Ohio I think West Virginia a few other states Sheets is like a massive gas station and chain I guess if you will and uh, they have these MTO orders and all that other stuff but he, it's just he's just such a character on stage I mean he's you know he's worth like a billion dollars right. But he was just, uh, it was just funny. He, he, he came, he came up on stage. He's like, you know what? I was thinking about this this morning. And, uh, you know, we were the first to put, uh, pay at the pump with a credit card. Yeah. I probably should have put a patent on that one. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, it was just so like, so like what, you know, oh my gosh. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, he was just, he was just a character and, uh, but Sheets is a, a massive, a massive company. I can imagine if they did like a, I don't think that wouldn't need to apply voice to uh, maybe their MTO orders, but they have a really nice posi posi screen. So uh, POS uh, that system in place, but you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe in the future they'll do that, but definitely they won't put any patents on it. <laughs> in the future. All right. Oh man. Order, order at the pump, order at the pump, like put in your MTO right at the pump voice order right there. There you go. MTO, uh, GTO, all the TOs, gas to order, meat to order, ATO, assistant to order. Um, so moving on, <laughs> uh, we have a, um, there is a competition going off and the competition is to win a, um, a fourth generation echo dot. And it's very, very simple. The only thing that you need to do is go to the Poptel website. That's www.poptel.com and scroll down just a little bit. 
and you will see a text field in order to insert your address. And you could do it that way, or you could do it another way where you actually follow us on Twitter by using a Gleam link. And that allows us to increase our Twitter following and our Facebook page following. So I will uh, dump a link to that, to the competition inside of the, uh, the chat. And uh, if you can, sign on up, like, share, and subscribe, and pass this on to your family and friends. Poptel's trying to become the uh, sort of like the IGN of voice gaming. So it's going to be pretty big. Um, and with that said, tonight we have Ryan Hollander from Voiced. And I had an opportunity to talk with Ryan before the show a couple months ago before I made my journey west. And he's got an awesome product. Uh, it's called Front Office. And it works in conjunction with the Amazon Residential and uh, or Alexa for Residential. And I think it's great that he is uh, he's here. Um, he's going to speak about it. And um, let's go ahead and bring him on. Ryan. Hi. Well, welcome to Voice Spark Live. Thank you. Hopefully the shitty uh, Chromebook doesn't, uh, you know, explode on us again like it did last time. If it does, it explode? We might... it, it came pretty it, darn yeah, close. I... <laughs> it I mean, down. your lips are pretty in sync with your audio there. You're, 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 you're much better. Yeah, I think you're in good day. shape. <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, anything <laughs> can happen. So, um, Ryan, I, 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 thanks again for coming on the show. I know that this yeah, is thanks your for it's your first podcast experience, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. It's exciting. So I'm, I'm super stoked, man. Um, so tell me, I, I was scrolling through your LinkedIn, and I see that you also work for Rain. Is that still accurate? Yeah, that's new, actually. Yeah, oh, I just started cool. there uh, about uh, six weeks ago. <laughs> cool. so, Dude, that's yeah. awesome. Rain's a good yeah. agency. They're making a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really cool. Really cool voice story at Rain. Um, a lot of really smart people working on really smart stuff. Um, they hired me on to help uh, build a product. I can't really say much more than that, but um, um, <laughs> they, <laughs> they got some investment and um, I'm heading up uh, technical development for, uh, for a product for them right now. Hey, it's all good. Yeah. It's all yeah. good, man. We love clandestine you know, uh, projects. They're good. <laughs> yeah, we all got them. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Actually, um, it's uh, it's pretty cool. We're using some new voice technology um, uh, that I haven't used before. It's not on, um, you know, uh, Alexa or Google or anything. Uh, completely different type of project for me. So a lot of fun. Interesting Very stuff. Cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. It's, it's something in the wild completely. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so going to be interesting. Tell us, little, <laughs> tell us a little bit about front office. Now, I'm, yeah. this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have Liam here is because Liam is uh, fully blind. And I feel, I felt that it would be appropriate to have him here because um, yeah. front office could help even with those people, uh, with those people who are visually impaired. So yeah. um, us, how did you come <clears throat> up with this and, and how does it work with Alexa for residential? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so we, a number of years ago, um, I had been um, I'd worked on a, a voice product for a company called WSD. Um, they're no longer around, but they um, we did an integration with um, Alexa 
and WSD. And WSD had a, a natural language processing search engine for looking up reports. So you give them the, your data and they would do some magic to it. And then you could ask stuff like, what were my sales figures for July? And <clears throat> so on and so forth. They actually showcased this, showcased this integration in, at uh, Dreamforce that year. Um, oh, so wow. this was early, early days. So this was the first uh, year that the Alexa um, SDK was out. They, you know, skills were new um and we were working with the version one sdk um and we did a couple little videos and posted some stuff and wrote some articles about it and whatnot so fast forward a couple of years and amazon is uh, putting together the um certification program for amazon alexa and they reached out to me uh to help them build their um what they call the jta which is kind of like the topic list that they use mm -hmm. to then build the the exam right so it's like um the topics that you're going to cover and like uh, what kind of stuff you have to know and like how to weight it and all that. So we kind of, um, they flew me out to Seattle for a week and I was in a conference room with a couple other third party subject matter experts and some folks from Amazon. Um, and I think they did several of these groups. I wasn't, I mean, it wasn't just the one. Um, and they built the JTA from that. And I came back out and helped uh, with some question writing and, and stuff like that. Um, and so but when I came back from that first trip, um, I'd been working uh, with my uh, business partner at the time on freelance stuff. We were doing a lot of marketing and web and stuff. And I was like, hey, we need to get back into voice. I mean, this stuff's blowing up. Mm -hmm. This is where we need to be. I'm like, we got to work on a voice product. So we started, you know, kind of brainstorming that. And um, we went through a number of things. Um, he had some uh, celebrity entertainment clients. So we talked about, you know voice solutions for them. We even went so far as talking with one of them and, and had spec something out and we're starting to build it. And we were looking at retirement uh, communities and his wife happens mm -hmm. to be in the multifamily industry um, for mm -hmm. apartment complexes and whatnot. And um, they got to talking and, and she was saying like, you know, they were at these uh, industry meetings and everyone's talking about Alexa, talking about Alexa, but no, no solutions are out there. So we're like, mm -hmm. ah, that's it. That's the thing that we need to to kind of pursue is that that space mm -hmm. so we looked into it more and you know the space seemed big enough and you know the money seemed like it was there you know the 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 revenue and all that um so we built out a little prototype just doing service requests and showed it to a couple of property managers and they loved it they were just like blown away it was real smoke and mirrors kind of stuff you know uh you know it was my refrigerator or you know alexa my refrigerator's broken and it would kind of walk you through gathering a bit of information. Where's the refrigerator? It's in the kitchen. You know, what's broken? You know, it's not cooling, you know, that kind of stuff. And then it would send me an email, right? And so we could show them on the phone, the email and the text and everything. Um, and so we we're like, okay, that's it. We got it. So we started building that out for real and um, ended up going to a conference uh, here called, uh, with a group called Ego, which is here in Orlando, which is like an apartment association. Yeah. did a little thing a little speech showed it off and, and all that and um got a lot of interest back about it again and um started adding another feature which was the knowledge base feature so originally we just had the um the service requests and now we're adding the knowledge base feature and as we're adding that um we're talking to some of our property manager folks and they're like oh you, we, notifications a big deal and so kind of as we're going along, we start to realize this is really what this really is, is a communication platform. It's like an asynchronous communication right. platform for property managers. And, you know, a lot of our original idea was around like eventually we'll have a, a tool for the property managers to do stuff so they can come in in the morning and be like, hey, you know, what are my service requests? So send that one to the plumbers, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Respond to the apartment complex. We had to start with the resident side. So that's where we did. 
And we built an admin backend for the property manager to manage things. We built a, um, you know, Alexa skill that we got published in the store. It takes in service requests. It um, it'll answer questions, which is my favorite part of it. You can ask it a question. Um, you know, where's the pool? Is a simple one that we use all the time, but you can get much more complicated than that to like, mm. how deep is the pool? And I mean, as, as detailed as you really want. Um, yeah. And uh, we have, there's a knowledge base on the back end that, you know, if the answer is there, it'll answer the question. But if the answer is not there, it'll prompt you to send that question to the property manager. Property manager gets an alert. They can go into the system on their phone or through an admin. They can answer it, right, in the knowledge base. It goes back to the knowledge base and it alerts the resident that asked the question, hey, I've got an answer. Sends them a notification on their Alexa or a text mm -hmm. or an email, depending on what preferences they have set up. Mm -hmm. Right. So they get the answer and the answer goes back in the knowledge base. So the system kind of, you know, learns on its own. Right. As folks <clears> ask questions, mm -hmm. your property managers can answer them so on and so forth and then I the third that. feature it, yeah it sounds like kind of like uh they have you know the echo answers but on a yeah, uh, similar property yeah and i i think that's really cool so i i apologize for it but i just no no had to, I, I think it's great it's it's a i, I think it's gonna that. be a i actually love space. that i think that's so cool yeah one of the reasons we decided to play in that space is we figured that amazon wouldn't right um yeah. it's just too niche um, it's not something that's going to show up in a generalized answers. And we figured it was something we could expand outward, you know, to other things, even maybe local type of things as well in the future, you know, for other revenue streams. Um, but in, you know, in the near time, it was in the near term, it was for properties and property management. I, I, we've built some cool features in there, too. I mean, it does. Um, There's some really rudimentary uh, memory built into it. So if you ask it something like, where is the pool? And then it'll give you an answer and then, you know, it follows up. It's like, do you have another question? And if you say, how deep is it? It'll remember that you're talking about the pool and give you an answer. About Love that. Right. Love yeah. that. That's really and it's cool. simple and it's rudimentary <clears throat> and, you know, probably needs some testing and improvement. But, you know, um, we've got a lot of that kind of stuff in there. Uh, I, I implemented um, Alexa catalog on the front. So because um, one of the things <laughs> this is interesting, one of the things that Alexa does is it um, will um, add in topic synonyms that you didn't put in your ontology. Right. So. Mm -hmm um sometimes it'll guess right and so then it passes that to the back end well the problem is is my my back end runs off the database so if that's not in my database exactly then, it, yeah there's no match. match so i actually um they about a year ago they came out with the ability to um pull categories from like a database instead of just putting them in the manifest right oh. yeah i don't know if you know about that oh. feature um it's really cool and you can auto update them on a schedule very nice oh. Um, so I built that into the back end. So now when Alexa comes up with a new topic, the system actually puts it in as a category. So then when it comes all the way back out, so there's some loops in there to, you know, learn as we go and build up your knowledge base and build up some of its front end knowledge about topics in that space. And it has a large and very generic, um, ontology. In fact, we broke several best practices building that ontology. It can answer over seven trillion different question combinations. Well, that's amazing too, because you know, like you mentioned with databases, if if you've done anything in that sort of space, you know that. Listen, if it's not in the database, it doesn't exist. And now with a lot of this natural language processing and all that, we all have different ways of asking for things. And mm -hmm. so, being able to work with that is really impressive. And I, I love that they've built in that ability, and I love that you're taking advantage of that because, I mean, that's going to make or break you. I mean, really. I hate shitty voice experiences with a yes, yes. I hate them, um, and I hate I hate lazy voice experiences. 
I really do. And, and it drives me nuts. I, and, and, um, I'll tell you something crazy. Like I do almost all my testing voice wise as I do development for that very reason, because if you do, if you do automated testing, you never test all these different variations. I wrote, wrote no. code for us that actually took all of our utterances. Cause I, I have a couple of guys that I work with out of the UK and they built all of my utterance, uh, utterances for all the questions and answers. And they have very good grammar too good. So we had yeah. to rework all of those for bad grammar. And the, and the problem right? is, is they probably have different words for things. Cause you're like, where's the elevator? And are you yeah. looking for the lift? You know, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we have to work through some of that, but yeah. Yeah, they're used to they're yeah. actually used to working with Americans and and they're used to working well, around the EU. That's good, so yeah, that's because you got but, those. Yeah, you know, there's only a, there aren't a lot of people like um. I come from a natural language processing background, so I, I worked with Oracle and Enquira before that. Enquira uh, uh, was AnswerFriend. AnswerFriend was an NLP engine that was uh, back in 1999, 2000, around that time uh, was put together um, off the Stanford uh, stuff, right? So it's you know pretty bog standard NLP kind of stuff if you're into that you know kind of thing very successful search engine um uh combined with a, a a content management tool that they sold to enterprises as a knowledge-based knowledge management tool so my background is in heavy knowledge-based knowledge hmm. you know enterprises for uh technology companies car companies insurance companies i've i've worked with two of the largest insurance companies in the world implementing that system um so you know, it's a it's a heavy lift, and there just aren't a lot of people yet um, out there that have the the real knowledge and the background to build those um, types of ontologies, right? For, mm -hmm. We do because we've been doing it in other spaces, and we've brought that over into this voice space now. But a lot of the folks that are coming over from voice are coming over from chat, or they're coming over from UX, and they don't have right. that NLP background, and and you right. see that in a lot of the a lot of the experiences. You really see the gaps there, and um, there's a lot of other challenges in the space, certainly, but uh, I think that's a big one. Uh, ontologies and taxonomies. Yeah. Nice. Um, anyway, the other side uh, was bulletins. That was the last feature that we had, which sends a notice out to everybody in the property. We were going to oh, start to stratify that great. to yeah. like, uh, so you could do arbitrary groups, so you could do a floor, <laughs> you could do a building, because we track buildings, floors, apartments in the system and put the residents into those. Um, and then the other thing we were working on is a really new thing, which is the Alexa for residential integration. Oh, we got a special guest. Um, <laughs> and um, the um, that system is a is sort of like fleet management. Um, so you roll out a, a Wi-Fi, you put the Echo devices into the apartments. They live mm -hmm. in the apartment. They are tied to the unit. And then you can roll out private skills much like you can for Alexa for business or Alexa for hospitality. So we were in the process of tying our system into that so that you could configure your stuff in our system and then it would automatically create an Alexa for residential for you and we could help you roll all that out, that kind of thing. And it really would cool. Now, when together. did the, because um, I know Alexa for cancel, well, I, gotta, I just need to turn this thing off because mm -hmm. um, it's it, for the next hour if I say. I did. <laughs> yeah, I had to reach up and turn mine off. <laughs> um, I know that um, Alexa for hospitality has been something that's been played with. Um, what's I, this? Is the first I've ever heard of the uh, Alexa for residential. It's is brand that, new. Uh, I is mean, that brand like, new? Yeah, it's pretty new. At the um, they got in touch with us, or we got in touch with them around October of last year. I think it was. Oh, wow. and it was brand okay. new. I just so, announced it. And I think I think there's maybe four companies. You know what it is? It's really it's a fleet management um, back end 
rolled mm-hmm. out on AWS with a bunch mm-hmm. of REST services and a really, mm-hmm. really shallow hierarchy built up in front of it. And there's absolutely yeah. no console GUI or anything. Where I was in the, I'm, I actually have a project that I um, was working on. I'm not really actively right now, where we were building out the console for that against their REST services. Incidentally, in Amplify for AWS, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, th- this is a really cool product, and I, I, I mean, I read a little bit. I kind of researched before we came in here. Pardon the pun, but I didn't want to come in completely blind. Um, <laughs> you but yeah, you okay. did. Yet yeah, did. but yet, oh, I like this guy. We got to keep him around. Um, how is is this scalable? Where you could do this in a hospitality setting, like because I mm-hmm. could see hotels using something like this. Yeah, hotels. We've actually um, talked with hotels. Um, we were really focused on multifamily, and our yeah. system, unfortunately, um, the way we built it wasn't really. We didn't really have the thought that we would pivot to something like hospitality or hotel. Airbnb was something we talked a lot about because the model is very similar. Yeah. Um, Even though you have a sort of a short-term, you know, tenant in the Airbnb model, you have a a house where you have sort of a permanent resident, right? So you can sign up and it just lives there and that's fine. Um, I I mean, I like the idea of this in hotels because I could really see like... We were talking about like a concierge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. I stayed... When I was in Raleigh last year, I stayed at uh, Unscripted, and there would have been really times where having that my my room didn't have a Alexa built in or yeah. anything, but a lot of these hotels now are doing that, and I mm-hmm. feel like that because when I read about this, my first thought was like I was thinking about the multifamily stuff, and but I was like, man, hotels could really use something like that. So I would tell you that um, I think there's there's two like huge things that you know we learned. Um, building and promoting front office was that um Mm -hmm. there's a huge opportunity here for question and answer kind of stuff and and if i would say to like to anybody that's listening like look for stuff that amazon's not likely to play in if you're going to go on alexa or google right and that's going to be stuff that's going to um have some sort of of um door in front of it that they're going to have a hard time getting into right um in our case it was a property right so we have to actually go in and individually sell into properties or sell into larger Mm -hmm. property companies in order to get them to build the knowledge base it's not something amazon or google's going to have you know the ability to go in and do any easier than you will right um there's a million of these spaces right Right. um another one is ivrs ivrs are weak sauce i mean i cannot yes. perpetually 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 yeah and there's tons of good i mean like amazon connect is a very very excellent way to get started with something like that and if you have like chatbot skills or voice skills that's an easy pivot like an easy transition over is to get into doing connect and ivrs and then when you get better with the chat and the voice stuff i think ontologies and taxonomies are going to be huge um like you said you know being able to understand somebody no matter how they speak um, you know, outside of the, the automatic speech recognition stuff you've got with accents and things like that, you know, you also have grammar and vocabulary that you have to cover. And it's, you know, it's a huge, it's a huge corpus, you know? Yeah. So what we've found is that narrowing that context down to something that, you know, we're going to handle, like say properties, right. Allows right. us to handle a huge amount of stuff, but still you know, get you bang on to that answer that you need right. when you ask the question. Yeah, you know, Ryan, Ryan, that was one of the things that I've always said about designing skills, right? You want to design something, you think about what she can do, what she can't do, and try to mm-hmm. design your game or and or your skill around what she can't do. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you can ask her, you know, how tall is 
this mountain, she's going to know that kind of stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yep. if if you were able to design a game that featured something that she couldn't have, like leaderboards or uh, you know multiplayer uh, action, those sort of things are going to help separate you from the pack. Yeah, one of the big things I wanted to avoid up front was the low hanging fruit. And there's a ton yeah. of it, and there's a ton of crap skills out there. I mean, just like the kind of yeah, shovel right. where you get on apps and app stores and stuff. I was right. going to yep. say, it's like if you guys, I don't know, you know, I think a lot of us may have gotten heavy. If you want to talk about shovelware, just look at the Nintendo Wii. I mean, that was mm-hmm. just full Ooh. of shovelware. And yeah. I feel like we're seeing that with the um, with Amazon. I always call it the Amazon App Store. It's not really. But I, I mean, I guess it's kind of like the skill store. You know, what's funny is like at the beginning, everyone was talking about discoverability and can has fulfillment and all this other, you know, um, name free uh, invocation. You don't hear anybody talking about any of that anymore because none of it works. Right. You know, for sure. Unless you're a huge brand, name free invocation doesn't work for you. Yeah. You know, search doesn't work for you. Discoverability. You are you are 100 percent responsible for going out there and marketing your skill. I I mean, I, I can tell you as an end user, I do not check the skills section at all every skill that i've worked with has yeah. been because of word of mouth um, or someone else's advertising ex- right exactly mm-hmm. there there has yeah. been no um and i don't know anyone else that does it either i think it's, it's all word of mouth there's no sort of mm-hmm. ability to get recommendations and i don't get meaningful yeah. I've, i used to and I, I don't get meaningful recommendations either because I know, you know, uh, well, you might enjoy this skill. And I'm just like, no, no, I won't enjoy that skill. I, You're wrong. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you'll true. be playing. You'll be playing like a trivia quiz skill and it'll be like, you might enjoy this skill. Open your car by OnStar. You're like, what the Open hell? Like, what's yeah. going on? That's true, though. It, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, we, I, we mostly use it for music and, you know, smart yeah. home stuff. Well, okay, right. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to write a blog post pretty soon. I swear I'm going to. But one of the things one of the things I'm going to say in this blog post is is that I honestly believe that whenever we ask it for music, when we ask it for what the weather is, it is essentially the equivalent of using our native apps that are built into our cell phones. Yeah. So yeah. The 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 your mail app or this or that or the other. And as you go through that, there are premium packages. Like you take the weather app in the iOS store, right? You can ask her, Hey, what's the weather? You know, Alexa, what's the weather? And she'll give you, she'll let you know what it is. But if you wanted more detailed, granular weather, you'd go with big sky, which is mm-hmm. one of the bigger, one of the, yep. one of the more famous mm-hmm. popular weather skills on the skill store. So for me, I, I think that's, uh, again, it comes down to being your best advocate, but also right. people, have to understand that forever in a day the number one and the number two requests are going to be what's the weather and Mm -hmm. um you know play this song by blah 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 yeah i think the problem is is that everyone's looking for the killer app for for alexa but it doesn't exist and it's never going to exist because the killer app is ubiquity right the killer app is that the thing is everywhere and you can shout in the air and get stuff done yeah right so, I mean, uh, I, I still, I think there is a tremendous um, amount of opportunity in other spaces too, which is stuff like that I wasn't even focused on until about six weeks ago, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, there are a ton of, um, there's, there's like a dearth of stuff on the web. Like you were just talking about 
um, a web experience that you had, and it was I guess it was Domino's. Um, oh, yeah. Toll House just came out with a really creepy one that was that's been making the rounds. Their their avatar. Toll House. You even seen it's that? Creepy? No. Oh way. my god. So they have a. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to look that up. So they have a virtual assistant that will help you make cookies. Oh, no. Okay. And it's got a 3D like uh, lady that talks to you. Is, like she is this is on their website? Talk? Yeah, it's on the website. Yeah. But she. Oh is she man. Is she but it's it, she's very much in the uh, that uncanny valley for me at least. I I found oh, okay. like very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool it's idea back. though. It's really it's really it, really I, brave I, I, Yeah, it's a like really that. it's a really interesting Ambitious. and unique use of um uh, of, of of tech. I, I really so I here's an interesting question because I was trying to think of like fun and different questions to ask instead of the usual. Um, what is the probably the most important thing you learned while developing a skill? Well, it's like the one thing that you maybe took away from it that you didn't know before, or like did you have that light bulb or aha moment? Like now I've uncovered the holy grail. Well, I mean, as far as like developing or the skill itself, I mean mm -hmm. it. it Voice, you know, is really a lot about communication, right? For for a lot of these things, if you're trying to do something big or you're trying to do something meaningful, a, a lot of what you're doing is about facilitating some kind of communication. And in our case, you know, what it turned out to be was facilitating, you know, asynchronous communication. There was a speed aspect of it too, because a lot of these residents they have websites and whatnot that they can do. Um, quickly, the same yeah. stuff on, but you no, well, but no, I mean, I got to go. Oh, get really? Computer. I got to get my phone. I got to go to the website. I got to log in. When was the last time I logged oh. in? What the hell is my password? Yeah. How yeah. do I do this? The, most of them look like CRM. So it's not yeah. like it's right. user friendly, right? When you get down to it, you configure our thing once you log in once. Mm. And then whenever you have a problem or you want to report something to your property manager, you, you just shout in the air. Yeah. You know, Alexa, right. tell front office this. And so it kind of goes along with my kind of goes along with my previous one, but I, and, and this is an interesting question. I always ask. This is one of these like questions I always ask every developer. What was the biggest challenge you faced? Sales. Sales. Always. Always. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we did a That's lot a of work on, for a lot of people. Well, sales and and um, picking picking your um, team. I guess. I don't know. We got kind of coveted. right? Oh. So uh, also, mm. so we had a timing issue, right? We, we came out with our 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 product hit the skill store in May of last year, mm. which was not great timing. No. To go in, sell to no. uh, apartment complexes. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was part of our problem. Um, mm. And it's why I'm working now. I mean, we ran out of time, we ran out of money, you know, we're trying to, you know, see what we can do with the thing, but you know, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I feel, I mean, I feel a lot of, I, I feel a lot of upside, not just even in, in apartments, but, you know, any, any type of really facility management kind of, you know, situation. Is there, are you guys planning on integrating with any type of ticketing system or are there, you have kind of anything like that for like larger properties? So we built a really lightweight CRM on the back end of our system just because we kind of had to, right? Right. Um, the property management business is interesting because there are, at least in the U.S., there are two big players and a handful of sort of medium-sized players and then a bunch of smaller players. Um, you know, any kind of industry, there's tons of CRM players, right? But there's usually one or two right. big guys. Um, and in this case, the two big guys are RealPage and Yardy. So they have a fun program. The property management industry is a little stodgy. Um, 
a little old fashioned. And so mm-hmm. they have a $25,000 a year um, fee just to get into their APIs. We couldn't afford that. Wow. Um, so we didn't do integration. We had it, the facility like earmarked for it. And it was something we always said like, yeah, we'll do it. And the kind of the plan was the first, you know, the first um, engagement, um, they probably want to do some type of integration and we would, you know, build out our first integration then. Um, two-way integration was definitely in the cards though. Um, the lightweight CRM was really built there for for demo purposes and for folks that didn't right. have any ticketing system. Um, the intent was always to integrate it with some sort of backend ticketing system because gotcha. most of them use it. And they use it for dispatching right. and they use it for finances and all kinds of other stuff as well. Right, um, right. I'll tell you a secret. Uh, uh, another one somebody told me was um, leases. A lot of these property managers are running around all the time and they have all this paperwork they have to prepare all the time, yep. right? right. They can prepare paperwork quickly. That's another area that I think people, um, you're starting to see it a little bit on the legal side. Um, form filling is an excellent use case for mm-hmm. for voice. If you do it right, Yes. if you do it like an IVR, you're doing it wrong. But if you do it right, it's a good use case, right? Right, um, for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, are you doing any outreach, I guess, to like some of the, uh, yep, there's a lot of BOMA organizations across the country and whatnot. So I think they would probably go wild for this and kind of probably start pitching this for you almost. And, and what was that now? Talk, BOMA, Building o- building Owners and Managers Associations. Basically I've like never a, even heard of that. Oh, you mean like for uh, like property managers for? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like there's, there's, there's or, like larger organizations in bigger cities. I remember we, uh, years ago, we pitched to uh, the one in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, they facilitate a lot of like the help for a lot of these building owners and, and managers. So, you know, maybe getting in, in, a good, in with some of their good graces and whatnot, because there's some really big, larger BOMAs across, across the country. Yeah, yeah. That was one of our, one of the things that we had been, t- in fact, we had talked to a couple of larger companies that were local here through the Apartment Association. Um, and we're, we're trying to work on a pilot as, as late as um, June of this year, May of this year, rather. Um, unfortunately, you know, things just kind of have fallen apart for, for us. Um, like I said, we're not kind of completely dead, but we're mostly dead. I don't know. That's unfortunate. (laughs) Um, it's, it worked on a thing for 18 months, so it's hard, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I see a lot of upside. Yeah. I I see a ton of upside for it. Even, even in the hospitality game for, for, you know, like hotels and whatnot. And then the other side of it is like, is kind of where, when my company comes into play, we, you know, we're, we have a voice, we have a, a skill in, in action for security on the security side of things. Yeah. You know, so if you're at home or whatever, like we just look, look at the statistics and we're saying, hey, you know what? Two thirds of the crimes that actually happen within the home are there when uh, the homeowner's there, you know, with someone they know and or they need help in that in that situation wow. as opposed to like the ADTs where they're like, you know, this creepy burglar that's going to break into their house. That's and an not interesting there, you know? statistic. Yeah. <laughs> that is, you know, I didn't just, know that either. That is really interesting. It makes sense though. We scan through the FBI statistics and we're like, yeah, you know, your perpetrator is probably someone you know. It's like your cousin or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. And it's like there are you've already let your guard down and they're already in the home. You yeah. know, so um that's that's where we look to it and that's what you know, but I see a lot of upside of this, like almost like a commingling, like, hey, you know, I can go can I can I get something for my for my for my apartment at the same time, you know? So um yeah. it, there's there's a ton of upside to There, to there were tons of other things too. I mean, we had like a whole list of ideas and most of I don't even wanna give away, but I mean there were a ton of things that we had come up with. Additional revenue streams. We had like a 
we have like a 50 page business plan that we wrote out at oh one my point. goodness yeah i mean we're pretty serious about it um and i've been working with the partners i work out with out of the uk my other partner left the company but the two partners i work with out of the uk are still with me um and um we're we're doing some kind of stuff out there what we've got though is you know like a really good engine for answering questions right and what we also have is a lot of experience and skill in building out taxonomies and ontologies around a voice solution or a chatbot, really, to answer mm -hmm. questions. I mean, we we take the same ontology in our in our system lives in Alexa and it actually lives in Lex, which drives our back end search. So when you go into the admin tool and you search for answers mm -hmm. or you know does the the lookup, it does question evaluation through through Lex to get the topics and stuff out. So um, really cool. Yeah. So Ryan, um, I just to switch topics here a little bit because we're running out. We're uh, yeah. running into the last fifteen. Um, where did all of this come from for you? Like, where where did it start? Was it watching a sci-fi movie when you were ten, or was it just you <laughs> Star know, Trek? Like everybody else. I mean, was it? Right. Was you know, it Star Trek? I like, think it was. I think it was. I mean, I've always been fascinated with the idea of talking to the computer. Yeah, me right. Too. And I've been doing I've been doing computer stuff for 25 years professionally um, mm -hmm. and working with computers since I was six. You know, my first computer was an Apple II. We had an Atari. Yes. I'm a big video I gamer. I mean, I, I'm your typical like, you know, 45 year old, you know, white IT worker from every <laughs> perspective. In that case, like just so bog typical. It's terrible. But it. You know, it, when when it's it was when Alexa came out, right? Mm -hmm. the, the minute I saw the Echo, I was like, "Man, that's just." I think that's it was just a brilliant. lot of us. I think it was because like, yeah. I was one of the ones that I had said to a lot of people, and they all laughed at me. I said, "Guys, this is the future. I, I, this I, is where we're going." It was. It was the. I think the big innovation was was putting it in its own device, voice yes. first, as Brian Rommel says. Right. Yeah. Right. That was the big innovation, and yeah. Um, you know, it just, it, that and the smart home integration, I think was a really smart move mm -hmm. on their part. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, sure. yeah. Um, but you know, and obviously we had Siri before that, um, you know, and that was really, really interesting. I'm not so much in the Apple ecosystem though. And then Google came out mm -hmm. with their assistant. So you started messing around with that and then, you know, Echo came out. Um, and Echo was what really kind of put, I think, put me over the edge and then, when the software development kit came out, um, it just happened to be around the time I was in a in a sort of a career transition. I was wanting to move away from. I was doing consulting work for for Oracle. I wasn't super happy with it. We we're doing NLP stuff. Um, I tried my hand uh, uh, writing some uh, migration tools and stuff and selling that. That didn't work out. Echo came out. The SDK came out, and I was like, man, that I want to try writing one of those things, but I don't want to write like some weird game or guess the number a fart scale <laughs> or something, you know, <laughs> like I wanted to write something real. I wanted to put something together real. And then the, the WSDI opportunity came around because the, my, my partners in the UK, again, in Peru CX, they were working with uh, WSDI a little bit. Um, part, and, part of the uh, pun, but I think a, uh, I think a fart skill could have a really impressive back end if done correctly. Um, you know, oh. <laughs> Good done. Love it. Excellent. <laughs> so it's a fully scalable backend, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Oh man, that's uh, awesome. Complete with what's your, load what, balancing. What's your favorite yeah, star yeah, thing? High availability. <laughs> I forget the high availability. Yes. Hey Ryan, what's your what's your favorite sci-fi movie? Ooh, that's a tough one. My absolute favorite? Probably Empire Strikes Back. I'm just oh, an old yes. school Star Wars guy. I can't I, I probably put like Blade Runner a close yes. really close second. You know, but we what could talk about, about sci-fi the, uh... movies all day. I mean, well, that's yeah. what we do sometimes here. We do that yeah. sometimes for we kind of we kind of do a deep dive at, at times. But it is, it is funny, though, because, I mean, I do what you know, you bring up, um, you know, you bring up like Siri came out and that was impressive. But I was I you really well encapsulated my feelings because when Alexa came out and they're like, we made this device that will answer your questions, play the music. And that was like that moment for me that I was like, this is this is the future. The future is now. Well, Siri could just control your phone. Right. Boring. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Um, yeah. But Alexa and Echo was the first thing that, like, you could, not only could you shout in the air, you didn't have to go to your phone and push a button or be no. near your phone. You could just put it somewhere and it was everywhere and it would hear you. And it you, could hear but... you. That was the big, it was like, yeah. you could be over there or over there. And it was yeah. just, it was there. Yeah. And, but it also helped you control your life, not just yeah. your phone. Right. Right. Control your house. Sure. You know? So that was that was a big innovation. It was freeing like it have, from the phone. Yep, because yeah. I haven't. I, honestly, I haven't turned off my Christmas lights in five, six years. I yeah. mean, I just I've got a routine built for them, and I plug in. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I've got you know I've got the smart yeah. plug. Just, I, I did that same, with my tree last year with the smart plug. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. isn't, it, I isn't might, it awesome? I have my it's two awesome. wall air conditioner units set up that way, so I just you know turn on Liam's air conditioner. Uh, it just fact, does it. I actually had um, through IFT, um, I actually had uh, hearing aid controls. I'm partially deaf. And so I actually had like turn up my hearing aids, turn down my hearing aids, switch the mode. Um, it was great. Yeah. So actually, uh, I'll show you this. I built my own Christmas star. I'm going to I'm I'm actually going to um, voice activate it um, soon or this year for this year. But it just runs on an Arduino right now. Oh, nice. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I got to plug it in. There it goes. There it goes. See? Oh wait, hold on. I gotta. Oh, there it is. That bad boy. <laughs> See, it's got the little Arduino. That is so so I'm gonna, cool. I'm gonna swap it out for Node MCU so I can uh, remote remote control it. There's, they're actually doing some stuff <laughs> to do um, Arduino for blind users. To, oh really? For people that want to build. Yeah. Um So like, I've got a Raspberry here. And it's cool because I've got a, one of those argon cases where all the uh, pins are mapped, except that I can't read the print <laughs> at all. So, but Arduino has always been really interesting because I always wanted to build. Dumb Have you tried things. squinting to read it? Uh, I wish I could. I'm actually about 157.5 percent blind. So okay, that yeah, yeah that could I'm be like completely blind. Pretty, yeah, I'm like I'm missing parts of my eyes. It's so, it's crazy stuff. So do they have like? braille stuff for raspberry pi i don't know yet? how they're doing like so for arduino i don't know how they're doing it because like literally my raspberry is just a regular board um i just called a friend and was like does it look like i put this in the right place and yeah i did and that didn't blow up so <laughs> i had i had it running home assistant <laughs> yeah. for a while i actually then i just built like set it up so i could play like retro arch on it yeah i have one that i built out for retro pi and that thing is yes awesome. i love that so much fun 
I spent about a week trying to get um, text-to-speech working and on Laka, and it just wasn't working correctly. But because um, I wanted to build like a little gaming rig, I could plug into my TV and just like play Mortal Kombat on it. <laughs> so, so hey, Ryan, um, if you say you're a Star Wars fan, then you and you're a video game fan, then you must have played Shadows of the Empire on Nintendo sixty four. A little bit, yeah, a little did bit. Did you beat it? Yeah. Uh, no. I um, what? I did. I uh, no, no. I played Dark Forces. Back yes, Dark Force. Now that was that the one game. I beat. That one. That I was beat. the game. Yeah, you know that was a that was a period of time for me where I wasn't doing a lot of of that kind of gaming. So that's mm. all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Where are you? In the, are you into the world of Warcraft? No, I'm not much of an online gamer. More of a single player RPG kind of. What's what's your game that. right now? What do you have? I'm playing through Final Fantasy X again. Nice. I got Game Pass on the Xbox, which is yes. crazy cool. My God, that's awesome. I'm supposed and, to. Uh, I might be depending if they open things back up. I might be in Microsoft in November. So awesome! Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Final Fantasy X, was that the... Oh, no, that's seven. They remade seven. No, se- yeah, seven they remade. I did, they, that one, then, I did that one first, actually. I played and then they're that gonna, one Aren't they remaking... Is it ago. eight or nine eight, they're remaking? Eight's out already. There's a is remake. Eight, I, okay. Yeah. okay they, they, didn't, they remastered it, right? It wasn't a remaster. remake. Yeah, it's right. a remaster. Right. Yeah. There was if some I kind of weird remake, remake of seven they did, though, recently. I don't... Right, don't yeah, they remade it into, like, parts or something. Yeah. With, like, voice acting and... I don't know. I don't know. I just know one thing. If if you know your wife's getting ready to go out for a night and you're like, oh, you know what? I'll throw this on for 15 minutes. No, you can't do that. <laughs> the, yeah, the problem with that game. The problem with Final Fantasy X is like you have to get to a safe spot to stop. Yeah. And then like, but as you walk toward the safe spot, you get in like 800 battles that you have to get through. <laughs> <laughs> Very old school in that regard. Like modern games, you just stop and save, and you can just stop wherever you want. Just go off and do stuff. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're coming close to our uh, hour limit. Um, uh, let's go ahead and do some final questions. Ben, what is a final question that you have for Ryan? Well, you know my final question is the one I uh, propose to everybody. But if you had a question for the voice community at large, what would it be? It could be anything, really. I don't know. Why aren't you making better skills? I mean, <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a really good let's question. Let's all work real, harder really and make good. better experiences. No, for real. I mean, no, I, I, I'm with yeah. that 100. percent I feel that that's probably probably one of the realest answers, the realest OG answer that I mean, I've, I've, I've heard so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got this, we've got this tremendous opportunity, and there's all these platforms, and there's all these tools, and I mean, there's just, um. Ton, tons of opportunity to, to to make really awesome experiences and you know that's what you should be focusing on and really you know um my other advice would be to focus on one thing and make it do it really really well right if there was yeah, another mm-hmm. mistake that we made is we did too many things mm-hmm. so yeah cool yeah and actually that i was going to ask you that earlier i was going to say what was the one mistake that you had made and so you kind of covered that not that's going really... to market soon enough with a smaller set of features honestly that was the biggest mistake that we made um part of that was timing 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. we had a good strategy. We had a good product. It took us a while to get out the door. And then when we did, we got hit by the COVID, which is not something any of us could really have foreseen. No, and there's not like you can do anything about it. It's just, it just happened. It's just, but by the same know. token, if we had had a smaller set of features, we would have been out the door sooner and we might have had traction prior to COVID. Right. Giving us more runway. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, I've been there. I know that. I agree with that. Is that your question? Was that your question, Liam? Yeah, I'll go with that. That's fine. Okay. Well, there's your answer. So Thank for you. me, um, my question is, have you subscribed to VoiceSpark on YouTube? Uh-huh. Of course. Awesome. I think I'm the, <laughs> that was the second one or the third. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> me, me. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm just teasing. Um, yeah, I did, actually. I subscribed a number of weeks ago when you invited cool. me on the podcast. I figured that you might ask me that when I came on. So I oh, thought dude. I, was I ask yeah. everybody and I wear the same shirt every week. So it's just, it's what I do. But oh, you um, wear the same shirt every week. Every week he, he never washes I can smell it, it. I can smell it from here. And it's, wow. Yeah, me too. That's a lot of information. <laughs> uh, you can go back and see all the old episodes. It's got me wearing this light blue shirt. I love it. That's it's awesome. Yeah, it's good. It's it, good branding. I like that. Yeah. It's yeah. adorable. Yeah. So, um, Comfortable. So we'll go ahead. We'll bounce you out real quick. We'll say some nice things about you. Close out the show. And if you can, stay back behind uh, backstage. We'll bring you back on and bullshit with you a little bit more. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Had a Thank blast. You so Thank much. You. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm not All right. Well, oh, oh, no. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not backstage. Chrome foiled by the Chromebook again. Ah. (laughs) all right so with that being said uh to close out our show i'd like to thank lotus productions for sponsoring this month and last month um if you need a voiceover artist if you need something to make your amazon alexa skill google assistant or mobile app pop and give it personality reach out to the guys and girls over at lotus productions they've been doing it for more than 30 years in the New York, New York area. So with that being said, everybody good to go? I think we're good to go. All right. If you can, always, please subscribe to us on YouTube at VoiceSpark Live and hit the bell for notifications. And that's it. Everybody. Thanks, William.